Hi, I'm James Schillinglaw, and I'm here with Dame Judith McGregor, who's the interim chair for the British Tourism Authority, uh, and that oversees, obviously, Visit Britain. And we're here. It's actually right now they are holding Explore GB, uh, which is their annual trade show. But this year it is a virtual format. Uh, I'm attending virtually, but we're having this interview, obviously, virtually as well. I wish I was there in Britain. Um, And we're going to talk to uh, Dame Judith about uh, British tourism right now. Uh, I have been there since the pandemic uh, sort of began to ease, and it is a wonderful place to visit. Incredible. We're going to find out about all that and more on Insider Travel Report. First of all, Dame Jude, where? First, where? How are you, and where are you? London um, uh, at the VB offices, uh, looking out actually uh, on Victoria. And uh, it's an extremely sunny day. Um, we're due for a whole week of sunny weather. So even more reasons to come and catch it while you can. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. Europe is, is great. Now spring has sprung, as they say. And uh, I think we're finally here. Now, let, let's talk a little bit about the tourism numbers, what they look like so far for Britain. It is a little early um, for uh, 2022, but uh, what what do you what are they looking like so far? And in, in, in comparison, obviously, to last year. Well, I mean, last year obviously was a difficult year. Um, we look back on the sort of the heights of 2019, where we had 40 million um, visits to the UK and something like 28 million billion pounds of spend. And last year was was obviously much much lower than that. But it's looking very good, I have to say. Um, just I obviously consulted all the all the figures people before beginning the interview, and I think we've having we're having the highest numbers now that we've had in terms of forward bookings to the UK for two years. So that's brilliant. And if it you know, continues, and we hope obviously not only that it will continue, but maybe it will snowball, um, then basically we're looking probably at getting to about 21 million visits this year, which is obviously about half of what we achieved in 2019. But I think all things considered, that would be a very good total, but we're very up for doing more. And um, basically, I think especially from the United States, we're looking, that's looking really very strong. We're probably only about 30% down from where we would have been in 2019. So I think you can sort of see that um, there's a lot of confidence, particularly in Europe and North America, um, to come to the UK. And I'm not surprised because we have obviously a very big year ahead of us um, still for things to offer to the tourists. Yeah, you have a lot of things coming up and we'll talk about that for a second or two. But uh, what's changed recently? I know when I was over there in uh, in early, uh, in late yeah. November, uh, I still had to do certain things in terms of the entry requirements. I had to to fill out a health declaration. I had to get a test uh, once I got there. But I believe there's thing that's gotten even easier right now, right? It has, yes, absolutely. I think two things have changed. One is certainly our entry requirements have um, completely changed. So vaccinated or non-vaccinated, you do not need any tests prior to coming to the UK, nor after you arrive in the UK, nor do you need to fill in any kind of relocator form backwards and forwards. So that's changed. We are probably as as basically as open as we have ever been um, in terms of people being able to travel to us at short notice or longer notice. So that's very good news. I think secondly, the sense of pent up demand, James, you know, has just sort of increased over the last 
period. So, you know, all of the people, all of the countries that we're surveying um, and America is no different, you know, about 80%, even more of people are saying, yep, we do want to travel. And yes, we do want to travel overseas, but about 60%, maybe a little less have not yet booked. So there's a certain wariness, a certain wish, obviously, that the market will be flexible enough that if something comes up unexpectedly, people can get flexible refunds or flexible changes of tickets. So that, that is important. But I think there's a, an increasing sense of confidence, undoubtedly, and the market is reflecting that. No, absolutely. I, 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 we're seeing that. Now, uh, I did want to ask you, because uh, we are, as we are speaking, you're, you're launching your Explore GB, as I mentioned uh, earlier, that when this appears, it will be over. But uh, what, what do you hope to get out of this, uh, this yeah. year's event in terms of tourism business? And I guess my other question is, do you expect Explore GB to return to the in, in-person format next year? Well, what we're expecting to get out of Explore GB this year is obviously a huge boost for all the things that we're trying to do, which is bring the, the trade and the, the, the trade together, buyers and sellers. Um, we've arranged about 10,000 plus meetings over the three days, today, tomorrow and next day, um, between um, a record number of um, UK uh, suppliers, some sort of 400 of those, and 300 plus of, um, of international buyers to really um, in sort of an incredible number of contacts from sort of dawn to dusk and beyond um, of people being able to make their contacts and to try and nail deals and to explore alternatives and options as there are there. So that's probably about as, as much as we've actually been able to ever achieve. So the reason for doing it virtual in one way is capacity, that you can get right. out, you can across markets, and some markets obviously are still making their way through various COVID restrictions and others are not being able to do that yet, but they can be thinking, they can be planning, and they can be looking ahead. So it gives you that ability to dive into a lot of different markets, in-depth or not, and for people to follow their preferences in a way that um, probably wouldn't have been as efficient or as widespread or as kind of universal and open as it would have been in person. But we're also very very conscious that people also want the experience of talking to each other and That's of being cool. in the country. And um, so we've got some sort of, uh, well, we've got something like about 30, I think, buyers from the United States involved, but we've also brought over um, other representatives from the, U- from the US to travel around the UK at the same time. So we're doing quite a lot of, as it were, targeted for our key markets, and obviously the United States is our key market, um, of people to come and experience what it's like post-COVID, as well as just hearing about it or doing a Zoom from their bedroom um, about it all. Mm -hmm. So I think probably going forward, we'll try and learn all the lessons, as it were. So the, the, the offer of a virtual Explore GB is tremendous. At the same time, the passion and the interest and the um, experience and what one can do with that is also very, very important. And right. the last one I attended was in Harrogate in Yorkshire, and it just gave everyone the opportunity of going out into Yorkshire. So, yeah, I think we're kind of debating, thinking, but we'll learn all the good things and we'll try and um, expand on them. So you think in the future it might be kind of a hybrid event, which you'll do in person and, and uh, on, 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 on virtual as well? 
I think there's a very good possibility. I think life has become hybrid. Um, you know, in, in, in everything that we, we do, we, I think, don't have preconceptions that it must be one way or the other way. I think our understanding of inclusivity has really nearly expanded. And why would you, why would you deny access to people? Sure. But at the same time, you might want to privilege certain things and you might want to uh, go further into depth with certain groups. So I see greater expansion of the capability, but also greater interest in going in depth. No, absolutely. And uh, well, for me, I want to be back in person, but that's another story because I love you have some amazing events. <laughs> and the, the post tours have always got, I've gotten a chance to see new faces of Britain all the time. Now, I do want to talk to you a little bit about uh, the themes for your tours and marketing campaigns heading into for this yeah. year, uh, as well as something you briefly mentioned, some of the things that you hope to uh, will help attract Americans uh, to visit Britain this year, the, the, the special events we're talking about. Mm. Let's, let's talk, what, what are the marketing themes for right. the, 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 this year? And what are the big events that uh, people should be keying on to uh, actually drive uh, more visitation to Britain? Well, I think the specialness of the year obviously is characterized by being the 70th year of our queen on her throne. And that Platinum Jubilee really is infusing the year um, in terms of events, some of them sort of high profile, London sort of big street parties and, and lunches around Buckingham Palace and so on. That'll be in early June. But already um, we have special exhibitions in all of the royal palaces, including the Imperial War Museum in London, which is oh. particularly interesting about how conflict has affected the life of the Queen throughout her reign. Um, and we have sort of uh, the Tower of London with a big flower festival, which is going on to celebrate the Queen. So I think, you know, visitors coming will be hard put to avoid joining in the general celebration and right. the general sort of sense of, um, of, 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 of euphoria, if you like, in terms of community activities. And then it will just basically be present in all of our sort of big places and big attractions. So that's one thing and that's not going to happen any other year another thing that's happening obviously this year um is commonwealth games which is being staged in birmingham uh in july august and just as we found the olympic games um and indeed glasgow and manchester also had big games in recent history you know they are a fantastic opportunity not just for new investment to go in and for sort of you know, community provision to kind of be accelerated, but just basically people to enjoy excellent, excellent entertainment and sport at the same time as being able to combine that with getting to know more about Birmingham and the West Midlands, mm -hmm. Shakespeare country, but also Coventry, our UK of culture. And at the moment, a new festival has been launched in the six months up to the Games. That's the Birmingham Festival. Right. And I mean, like many cities in the UK, you well know, um, you know, our cities are an extraordinary now sort of collection of, of personalities, of different cultures, of different cuisines, of different traditions, history, but also the real present. So I think, you know, um, that's why our marketing campaign, See Britain Differently, has very much focused on actually cities and experiences, which I think has become very much the name of the game in international tourism, um, has become so important. So, yes, it's, you know, seeing the Tower of London, but perhaps go down the Thames in a hot tub or, yes, you know, go and sort of see 
the um, British Museum on Stonehenge, but maybe, you know, also take tea on the top of the shard, um, you know, do something which is um, well known, but come at it from a different angle. I think that's kind of recognizing that we think that people who probably will be the first to travel post-COVID may well be the younger buzz seeker generation who right. are not necessarily seeking to bring their families or whatever, haven't got families, but are coming to get that photograph on Instagram or to sort of see something in a different way, um, you know, climb the Tottenham Hotspur uh, Stadium on the climb the sort of the O2 Stadium, climb the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I want to, I want to do, I want to do that so one. That really want to get... <laughs> okay. Well, you, you know, there you go. So those are sort of things I think that you don't necessarily associate with the great icons of sort of, you know, coming to see British heritage, but I think it's kind of linked into that. And it's trying to profile, obviously, cities outside of London, cities that have had a tough time. So it's the Manchesters and the Liverpools and the Brightons and the Cardiff. And you'll be seeing perhaps some of that in, you know, across the waves, across the pictures, across all the icons. So I think that's really an important part. It's doing things you can't do by Zoom, I realise. It's like, you know, coming and experiencing the cuisine. So having that fabulous kind of, you know, sort of Indian curry or having that amazingly new, weird vegetarian, sort of amazingly tasty, um, but sort of unusual food. Or it's having a really good fish and chips, um, which, you know, you might have been thinking about for a while um, while going to the Turner exhibition down in Margate. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, you know, just opportunity to see the place, experience something different, taste, sense, smell, do things differently. And I think that's really where we're making most of the effort, while at the same time, you know, highlighting lots of other things that are going on. And perhaps just to finish that off, we've also got something called Unboxed, which is a sort of um, an amazing creative uh, series of events across Britain over six months starting, in fact, in March. And that's going to be huge, big displays of artificial intelligence, highlighting lots of unlikely objects together, all free displays, all being really sort of um, communicated across to people. So if you happen to be in that area or you're attracted by seeing these things, lots of them are to do with space, but also with nature. And they're in completely different parts of the UK. So, you know, there's a lot of fun to be had, as well as just that chance to exercise your freedom of travel. No, absolutely. And it's, I, uh, one of my quest- questions later was going to be, are you going to focus on the region, other regions and cities outside of London? And it sounds like you are. You're going to a lot of yes. different places and, and kind of rediscovering places, as you said, in a different way. So that's that's kind of plus, what we're uh, doing. Plus a bit of sustainability. Okay. I think is something on people's minds for obvious reasons. And I think that's something that we are, or trains that, like the Lomo, Lomo from, uh, from London to Edinburgh, where you can travel in a calm and neutral way, or just things that you can do that don't harm the environment through your activity. No, absolutely. I'm looking forward to experiencing a lot of those things. Now, um, you just announced a new campaign in partnership with British Airways. Uh, what, what do you hope this campaign will accomplish? Or are they just helping you get the word out about uh, what you've just discussed? I hope they can help us get the word out. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but that's part of a partnership that we've had with British Airways, actually, for a couple of years now. Okay. Um, you know, we recognize as one of the 
Bulls Airlines that, you know, they're a very influential um, organ of communication and influencer of people um, traveling with them um, or learning about them. So that's important. I think it's basically, it is an amplification, but British Airways independently were themselves, I think, very keen to sort of, again, to refresh the palette in the sense of directing their passengers and their stakeholders to things in Britain that people weren't necessarily recognizing different cuisine, vegan butchery at Rudy's vegan diet, vegan diner in Camden, <laughs> which um, I mean, about it, I must now go along and see. But I think, again, it's sort of linking into the quality of the product, the quality of the service. A lot of people have reflected on what their customers are likely to want when they come back. And I think something new, perhaps even more excellent and possibly more luxurious, but people being prepared to pay for really good quality, sort of things that um, the the, the meanwhile in Britain is uh, very much targeted on. So that's very much in tune with what we're doing. So it's a great use of our partnership. No, that's great. And uh, they, they announced an update to that program just a week or two ago, and we covered that. Now, just the final a couple of questions is uh, we go out to about 100,000 travel advisors here in the U.S. Um, what would you tell them about uh, how to sell Britain to their clients this year? What, what are the sell- main selling points of the destination? I think the main, the main selling points this year are it's time bound. These events will not be reproducing themselves in just the same way. So it's a bit of a unique opportunity to go and celebrate the Platinum Jubilee, even just by. So I think it's a sort of, there's a certain timeliness to that. Secondly, absolutely access. Um, access friendly. You just go. You don't have to sort of get tests. You don't have to worry about that. You can just go. So that's important, I think, from the point of view of people's flexibility. You know, the UK really has has and continues, as all societies do, to evolve. But we do have a magnificent now suite of offerings, really, that are very accessible. So you can come to London and get trains out in all directions. You can go to the coast. You can go to the mountains. You can go to the stately homes, which, of course, will all be on their best behavior with all the royal um, exhibitions they've got. And you can actually, I think, meet people who will be in a more relaxed mood because of the general sense of celebration of people coming back. So I would say it's a, a unique combination alongside these special efforts and special events. So why would you miss it? Absolutely. Well, uh, Judith, I want to thank you for bearing with me during a, uh, we should say that I am doing this from a, a river cruise on the Danube and you're in London. So uh, the Zoom is not always perfect, but there's a lot of good information that you've imparted to us uh, during this interview. So I want to thank you for taking the time. And I know our 100,000 travel advisors appreciate uh, hearing from you directly about what's up in Britain this year. Thank you so much for your time and your interest. And I hope your listeners will feel infused to come and join us. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Okay. okay thank Good. you very much. And I'm thank James Fillinglaw, and this is Insider Travel Report.